0: This is the Humerian Health Podcast.
1: Spilling our guts for the well-being of yours. Here we are at Humerian Health Podcast. Yes, I would are. like I would like to personally welcome Dr. Sean Benzinger back from Kansas City <laughs> from Thank Blog God.
0: pause. Well, Blog Paws, that's right. You yeah. look like
1: you look like you had too much fun, actually. It was
0: a little fatiguing, to be um, honest with yes. you. Yes, I the... mean learning the yap, you know, be able to bark and meow yeah. in different languages at the same time <laughs> exactly. was fabulous.
1: And the poo emojis were super popular. I Absolutely. heard so, yeah.
0: And none left their uh, poop emoji in my <laughs> in your booth, room when I was, <laughs> yeah, that's right. So that was good. Yeah. Well, the good, good news fun. is, is
1: I actually kind of didn't believe that maybe you really went to Blog pause. I thought you just took. A couple of days off, and now I know that in fact that you did because you came back with an entire like Encyclopedia Britannica set of podcasts. That's right, of really
0: interesting people.
1: Yes, lots of great and topics and, yeah. and animals. Yes, there may yeah. in fact be some barking—not human barking, but pet barking or breathing it, within on, some on of these those podcasts.
0: podcasts. <laughs> yeah, but uh, honestly, it was a great it was a great trip. It's something we'll look forward to in the future. We certainly want to expand. Even the um, there's a lot of people we didn't have enough time to yeah. fit in. And we want to change that, and we're also offering that to some of the bloggers, also, and we're reaching out to them and saying, "Hey, do you want us to cut something?" It was all about introducing to you the listener uh, what they're doing there and uh, some of their special interests that uh, they've put forward, and some of them are remarkable. And yep. I hope you'll listen to all of them.
1: Yeah. So without further ado, let's get started.
0: Okay. This is Dr. Sean Benzinger. You're here with the Humarian Health Podcast. We're here today at Blog Pause in Kansas City, Missouri, and we're joined today uh, with uh, Marika Meeks, uh, and we're going to be talking about Stella and um, the incredible Stella, but she's called several things
2: yeah well she's got a lot of goofy pet <laughs> names but yeah Incredi- <laughs> where'd she get those <laughs> incredible Stella is her uh Instagram handle and our website um she's also known as Stella the Pitbull. um and uh yeah she's a great uh, breed ambassador for pit bulls everywhere
0: fabulous well let's hear the story because yeah. we got to know how this happened because you didn't just go to the pound and get Stella or our buyer or what happened
2: Right. Well, I had been diagnosed with stage 3 cancer and uh, went through a lot of trauma. Um, I, despite, uh, or I guess contrary to my doctor's advice, I declined chemotherapy. And so I had to find an alternative way to try and heal myself. And
0: So find a pit bull. I, I know uh, yeah. it's well-known. It's a well-known <laughs> like, therapy. Take one pit bull twice a day. <laughs> no. uh,
2: yeah, the pit bull actually came a little bit later. Got but, it. Um, uh, yeah, so I, I had to pursue Figuring out how I was going to try and stay alive because they weren't giving me very good odds if I did uh, the standard of care, which includes chemotherapy, radiation, hormone therapy, and surgery.
0: So with the standard of care, they weren't giving you good odds?
2: I didn't think so. so at I guess that that's point, a little discouraging, right? Yeah, at that point, um, I was being given a 61% chance of being alive in five years with all of, the, with all of that treatment.
0: It's good. Quality of life is tough after that, isn't yeah, it?
2: Yeah, and I felt... To me, it was like I'm flipping a coin, yeah. yeah. 61 did not seem like a A very high number number for the suffering I was going to have to endure and my family was going to have to endure. But I ended up with a problem after I declined chemotherapy because my doctors became very hostile and didn't want to work with me anymore. Because
0: you didn't do what they said.
2: right? exactly and of
0: course nothing could ever work if they right. didn't say it was
2: going to work right so I you know it was very stressful and a lot of people thought I was crazy and a lot of people thought I was just gonna crawl under a desk and die and sure it's like no you know I'm the CEO of me and I have to make this decision as to what's right for my body and my intuition was really really clear that chemotherapy was the wrong thing for me Bravo. and I don't begrudge other people for no, doing it no, because no, no. everybody's path to healing is different and nobody yep. has a crystal ball and nobody knows what the outcome is but for me my intuition told me that chemo therapy was going to kill me so it's like how, how can I enter into a a treatment option where I legitimately don't have believe an it inner belief that it's going to be the thing that actually kills me and I'm
0: telling you as a physician for 36 years one of the number one things is if I if I work with a the patient they don't believe what they're doing is going to help them I tell them to stop including with whatever I'm recommending because that is a key that's well that's 40 percent of your recovery all right mm-hmm. the rest of it's very minimal between it so I Hundred percent support that, and it sounds like you made the right choice.
2: Well, I'm still alive and kicking. Yeah. I'm feeling good, and,
0: and I'm telling you for the folks, she looks great and healthy, and so that's Thank great. Thank
2: you. Thank you. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a journey for sure, and I've I've undergone a lot of emotional trauma, stress, anxiety, depression, isolation, um, and when I kind of popped out the other end of everything I went through, and I was still alive, I realized that I had really forgotten how to live. It's like fighting cancer and fighting to survive had become my life. And yeah. now it's like you're planning for a wedding and your whole focus is on the wedding. And then the day after the wedding, you're like, now what the hell do I do? You yep. know, it's like you forgot, yep. you forgot Absolutely. Like, what that what that But you didn't have is. a choice.
0: It an all or nothing.
2: Yes, that's exactly right. You know,
0: it isn't like you can just do this leisurely. You're fighting for your life.
2: That's exactly right. Um, so, and there was a lot of pressure and I had a, a lot of shame because I felt as though I wasn't dealing with it as well as I it seemed to me other people were dealing with it and of course you know none of us have any idea because we're not in each other's heads yeah. and people probably thought I was dealing with it pretty well yeah. and people say you're so brave and I'm like oh my god no. Do you <laughs> really think that? I'm just trying not to die so I don't know what's <laughs> brave about that so.
0: <laughs> well you've been successful in how many years now?
2: Well, um, they had given me a 61% chance yep. with all of those forms of treatment yep. to make it to this January, January 2018. And that's five years. And, uh, yeah, and I had uh, um, an appointment with my surgeon in January, yep. and she had nothing bad to say. So, And wow. I really am wow. feeling great. I really feel wow. as though I'm living my best life now, and yeah. I really feel like it took cancer to move me into a space where I could do that for really me to fully become me. So here I am today.
0: Okay. Now, how'd you get here?
2: How did I get here to block pause?
0: Well, no, uh, uh, but we have a pit bull that oh, somehow came oh, into your yeah. life and something changed and yes. somehow you're here and it's quite remarkable.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I did end up having radiation. I had a, okay. um, a spot just on isolated. The, um, on the inside of my chest cavity, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which um, even though it, it was really hard for me to like uh, do radiation, I, yeah. I did agree to do it. And I had an interesting experience. I, I find that when everything in your life is out of your control, right, you try to find little things that you can control because it makes you feel better, a little bit more secure. And so my act of defiance with agreeing to do radiation was that I was going to ride my bike to radiation every day. Now, well, we lived in Indiana, but I was going through treatment in What part Scotts of Indiana? Fort Wayne.
0: Fort Wayne, that's yeah. my hometown. No. Yes. Get out. A Heritage High School graduate. Snyder right here. Really?
2: My girls went to Homestead. Wow. That yeah. is really something. Yeah. Okay. We, just, we just moved about a year and a half Did ago. Did you? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah,
0: well, it's a bit of an armpit nowadays, but still. <laughs> but it is home.
2: A, a hairy one at that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> truly. Yeah. Truly. Okay. So, uh, so it was the Fort Wayne doctors that rejected her. Okay. Yeah. I hate to say it, but I get it. They are very standard
2: yeah. medical yeah. care. So. So, so I was in Scottsdale about mm-hmm. to go through radiation, and I decided I was going to ride my, ride a bike to radiation every day, that would be my act of defiance. That's great. And, and not that I really thought about it that way, but looking back But it's your control, can, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, the, you're you know, part of this. You so, get to yeah, <laughs> yeah, I get it. Yeah, so like an idiot, I'm riding my bike at 110 degrees. Uh, going to radiation sounds like a solid <laughs> solid plan. Um, well,
0: they say sweating is good. <laughs> yeah, uh, go part of detox, detoxification right. and healing, right? So I, nothing wrong with that.
2: That's exactly right. Well, I had, to find, I had to find a bicycle, which was the issue. So I found a lady who had a used bicycle for sale and I went to her house and she opened up the slider and these two dogs ran in and one ran up to me I got down on my knees it put its little arms around my waist and just buried its head in my chest and I felt this
0: whoosh really? like this
2: like vortex of energy just like just just flowed right through my body it was it kind of makes the hair stand up on my arms um still a little bit today I can
0: see I can see it I yeah see yeah
2: it. and we didn't have any pets I was like in huh. such an unsettled uncertain part of my life sure. you know I'm living across the country I mean all this stuff's going on and right. and all of a sudden I didn't really care about the bike I, I was like I need that dog wow. well that dog wasn't available um and I thought well you know I know the universe like works and sends things to me when it's supposed to send things to me. So I'm like, I just need to be, I just need to work with that time frame. Cause it's not my time frame. It's the universe's time Always frame. Always is. Yeah. So I was okay with that. Um, but I, I, at the same time as I was about to start radiation, um, my youngest daughter, she was 16 at the time, um, was struggling with anxiety and depression. Now i have been gone for eight months. So I wasn't really like keyed into like how bad the situation was And I got a call one morning that she had left a suicide note, and nobody knew where she was. So she's in Indiana. I'm in Arizona. Oh my! So I called my husband and crying, and he's like, I'll find her. Don't worry, I'll find her. So we had a teary conversation. And we both ended up agreeing that if she would hold on for one more day, I would hold on for one more day. And we would kind of do this together. together. Wow, Um, what
0: a great grounding.
2: Yeah yeah well it really it was yeah i mean when you get a, a call like that about your kid you know nothing really brings you down to your no. foundation then no. No. the no. helplessness of that you don't care, about anything, else you don't care about anything no. else no so i uh i got to finally go back to indiana and uh, we were together again but it was kind of strained it's like so much water had been under the bridge i'd been gone for so long yeah. we had a hard time reconnecting and i still had this like whoosh like pole like i needed a pit bull and i didn't know huh, why i'd huh. never had a pit bull before unbelievable and a pit bull yes Could have been anything. <laughs> yeah. it's a pit bull it's a pit bull and so i'm on you know pet finder and all those other websites and i'm looking and i'm showing my family this dog and that dog and then they're like oh for the love of god you know <laughs> now <either> she's <laughs> off on some she's not
0: doing chemo she's getting a dog she's riding her bike
2: <laughs> well that was a problem though i wasn't actually getting a dog i was just okay. like oh look at this one and they're like oh you know you know a uh, fisher Cup bait kind of thing. Yeah, you know, yeah, adopt sure, Adopt a dog sure. or don't, the, yeah, you know, let's the move the on with okay. life. Move. okay. Yeah, exactly. So, um, <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> I um, finally my husband said to me, he goes, would you please just fill out an application? You know, I mean, would you just do it? Yeah. And I was you know, I was apprehensive because my life was so unsettled. And, and what you am didn't I doing? have a dog before. I didn't have didn't a dog. You didn't know what
0: you were asking for. Yeah, and what am you I bringing this dog into? You just knew you one though, right?
2: I, I was Had bringing, to have one. Yeah, I did, just that that was the pull yeah. that I felt. Sure. Um, and usually, when the universe pulls me in a certain direction, it's pro- It's pretty wise to follow it. Oh yeah. If um, not, it's going to drag you in. Hand. Yeah, you exactly. Kicking or screaming, you. eventually you, you get to the same place. Right. So um, I did fill out the application, and we went to the adoption event, and I just said a little prayer going in, and I said, "Don't let me leave here with any dog. I'm I only want to leave good, here. Good good
0: prayer. Yeah.
2: If the right dog is here for me. Fair enough. And we went in and there weren't any dogs there that I was interested in. They were all hyper and jumping and barking and squeaking. And mm-hmm. I was like, ah, you know, that's not, not what I was looking for. And then I turned around and Stella walked in the door.
0: Really? And, and,
2: and yeah, she was only seven months old and she just laid down on the ground and wanted me to rub her belly. And I fell pretty, pretty hard. Um, and we adopted her like right away, obviously. Um, but the amazing thing is, and this is really how she saved our family is the day we brought her home my 16 year old katie and i instantly rebonded over our mutual love for this dog i mean it was it was that same day that she shifted our family completely and and not only gave me my daughter back but gave me a reason to get up in the morning again and really break the isolation that that i had sort of formed around myself um and i realized pretty quickly that she was a gift to us, but sh- I could also see how she impacted other people. Yeah. And then I saw it as a responsibility to share her with the world uh, because there's a lot of people that are suffering that need that smile, they need that encouragement. So that's kind of what we do now is we share our journey to help people see the underbelly of these tra- traumatic experiences, whether it's cancer or yeah. something else, yeah. and let them know they're not alone.
0: Absolutely. And, well, and, and, and to your credit, you followed, you actually followed what you felt. Mm-hmm. Too many don't, mm-hmm. stuff it, and then, unfortunately, it's a much different outcome.
2: It is, and I, I, I tell you one thing that has really led me to trust myself and my own intuition or my guidance, whatever yeah, you want to call you're, it. Absolutely,
0: you're given a certain – all of us are given a role. Mm-hmm. It's just trying to figure out what it is. Right. right? Well, and they're following.
2: I had three mammograms um, that were all clear. I then found a lump in my breast. I did what everybody would do. Mm -hmm. I, right away, I called the doctor and went in. I was told that it was just normal breast tissue changes and nothing to worry about.
0: Mm -hmm. So
2: I didn't worry about it. I had three clear mammograms. Plus, I had a doctor telling me not to worry about it. So I had my fourth mammogram about six months later and got the report back. And it said, all clear, no evidence of cancer, no change from prior mammograms, and on a scale of... One two five. I was a one, meaning lowest risk. So I was like, "Oh, okay, thank God." You yeah. know, cause I was a little anxious about yeah, it. Yeah, sure. Then I, um, a few days later, I reached over to kiss my husband goodnight, and I must have just grazed across where that where that lump was, uh-huh. and all of a sudden I was just like this shock of like h- like terror almost like went through my body my hair stood up again. Wow. I felt really stressed out sure. and I was really confused because I was like, what, What's you know, mm-hmm. where did that come from? Mm-hmm. And I was retracing my thoughts, you know, what was I doing? What was I thinking about? You know, Where did that come from? And see, yeah.
0: <laughs> my hair my oh, hair's yeah. standing up
2: again. And yep. I realized it was when I touched that, that lump. Yep. And I told Brian that night, it was Sunday, and I said, I'm gonna demand they do a biopsy tomorrow. And by Friday, I had a cancer diagnosis By that point, I was stage three, lymph nodes fully involved, um, and the radiologists um, actually told us now they knew what and where they were looking, they could see the tumor in all four of my mammograms, so I didn't have a lot of trust.
0: that's that's depressing. Yeah. That, that really is. And unfortunately, we know that radiation advances cancer, grows cancer cells. Mm-hmm. So the question is, you got three mammograms. They missed it each time. They kept radiating you. Who knows whether that progressed it? I mean, it's just awful. But, you know, it's really interesting. It's almost like when Stella came home, your family was complete again. Mm-hmm. And, and you wonder sometimes if that completion is what allowed healing.
2: Mm. Well, I know... Um I know, like having a purpose in life and having a new focus. Mm-hmm. And when I brought Stella home, mm-hmm. I sort of had like this like awareness of how self-absorbed i have become with my own illness
0: well it's frightening i mean you don't know if you're going to be here and they're scaring you to death right (laughs) and hey they might have been right but they weren't because they probably kind of wanted me to die since i didn't (laughs) know can't be having those successful people out there that didn't do what we said but you did do radiation so you shrunk it so Uh you did what you needed to do so let's talk a little bit more about uh stella now stella's grown and stella's here and um, and healthy, and you are now kind of, uh, it looks like you have a book offer. Yep. And um, also a, a rescue remodeling TV show, maybe? Yeah. yeah we're So bit- tell us a little bit about yeah, that sure. so people can look forward to it.
2: Yeah, well, um, after I sort of realized that Stella... We needed to share Stella with the world. Mm-hmm. My daughters um, encouraged me to put her on Instagram. We did. In less than a year, she had over 30,000 followers. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah, it really took off from all around the world. Wow. Um, and we try to be very transparent in sharing our stories, the mm-hmm. good and the bad, and, and really allow sure. people to
0: because that's reality. That. Yeah, right, Said exactly. the fake stuff, right? Everybody yeah. <laughs> thinks everybody's doing great? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly.
2: So um, uh, from there, um, our story was picked up by the Dodo. I don't know if you're familiar with that or not. No it's a uh, an animal online animal publication Hmm. um but her videos probably in that same year period have had over 15 million views um so she's becoming more and more of a household name and Um, and then we had a publisher that was interested in, in actually giving us a book deal, um, so of course we decided to do that, and that, that book's going to be coming out next year, and it will be released actually in October, which coincidentally is, well not coincidentally, by design, mm-hmm. is uh, National Breast Cancer Awareness Month and also National Pitbull Awareness Month. So we want to marry those timing. two things no together. no kidding. Yeah. So
0: which chapter is your daughter writing?
2: Which chapter? Yeah, uh, is she writing a chapter?
0: But <laughs> <laughs> well, never know. I she's never know. pretty big part of this. Yeah, exactly. You know, Stella came home. You guys healed. Yeah. Things got good, right?
2: Yeah, my daughter is um, now a freshman at ASU, and she's a camp counselor in the summer. Wow. And she openly shares her struggles with depression and anxiety right. with other kids to kind of help them, you know, get through and see the other side.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. Well, it sounds like Stella changed lives. I think it started with you, Marika. Thank you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You didn't give up. Right. And you had a purpose, and you just had to find your way.
2: I was really bound and determined to find the silver lining of this. And I did some journaling early on, and one of the exercises I did was, like, writing to cancer, which sounds dumb. I'm like, hey, cancer, it's Marika. You know, what's going on? And then having the cancer write back from me, which I thought was, like, a super corny exercise. But I did it. No. It's and not corny at all. Well, I,
0: Honestly, it's not, and I'll tell you why. Is I Years ago when I was doing radio, I, I actually interviewed a guy that wrote a book called Language of Cells, and Language of Cells was a, was a surgical pathologist that used to then decide how much they were going to cut out of mm-hmm. tissue right in surgery, and he had a lady, probably her name is Marika, mm-hmm. uh, but, but it was years and years ago, right? Um, and he said, I had one lady that would come every night when he's getting ready to leave and said, can I have a picture of my cells? And, and finally, he, he'd never, he said, Well, we can't do that. It's illegally made up, all kinds of stuff, right? And finally, he s- said, What do you want it for? He says, she said, I want to see what I'm fighting. Mm-hmm. And she survived, and she shouldn't have. Wow. And that impressed him. So, not only wrote a book, but in all his uh, pathology reports, he includes pictures that the doctor can choose to give somebody. So, writing to your cancer, viewing your cancer, mm-hmm. know what you're fighting, and know what you're defeating. Honestly, you were right on to something. Wow. Well, didn't he know it, but you were doing it. Yeah. Well,
2: one of the questions I asked is that, um, was I going to survive? And Cancer wrote back and said yes. And then I wrote back and I said, but I'm afraid to believe you because, like, what if I don't? And and Cancer wrote back and it said something so profound to me, um, but so right on the money. It said, Marika, do you need me in your life in order to justify making yourself a priority? And I was like, whoa,
0: whoa, that's <laughs> absolutely right, <laughs> you know, and yep. I,
2: I really thought about that. And I was like, damn it, I really did need cancer yep. to stop my to life exactly where up. it was right. so I could start living as me. And yep. and that's really the opportunity that cancer has brought to me is, is yep. to be authentically me. And, and And this is the best part of my life right now. I've been an entrepreneur since I was 19 years old. I've always been stressed out and terrified. Yep. I'm now an entrepreneur with Stella, what we're doing with, with our, um, what we form with her. Mm-hmm. And I'm finding joy. And I love what I'm doing. Absolutely. And, and I'm realizing that, you know, there is a lot more to life than building companies, selling companies, and, and everything in between. And it's
0: not that you're controlling all your future. Right. It's that you have a plan for your future and you know your purpose. Yeah. Right?
2: And, yeah. It, it it I know my purpose. And I... And I just am very content with. I throw out a lot of seeds, but I'm very content with with the universe's timing. Yep. You know, um,
0: over time, it'll be interesting to hear the stories that over the years flow in mm-hmm. about you sharing your story, not only today but uh, continuously uh, with the work that you're going to be doing, the book that's coming up, the TV show that's coming up. Mm-hmm. I, I just congratulate you for your commitment and following your dream, Thank and you. also. Deciding to have a life. Yeah, thank you. Okay? Yeah. So uh, we want to mention again, uh, incredible, which is Mm B-U-L-L, I have to say that, Stella.com, website and Instagram, Mm -hmm. if they want to sign up and, and follow, right? And we know that we're publishing a book with... Within how long?
2: Um, it should. It's slated to come out October 2019. Okay, so super. we're in the middle of writing it right now.
0: Beautiful. And then uh, Stella's Rescue Remodeling, potentially?
2: Yeah, we are um, trying to get a pilot for Stella's Rescue Remodel, which mm-hmm. will follow our rehabbing of properties in beautiful Scottsdale. And uh, also follow some of Stella's daily activities, whether it be public appearances or some of our training exercises. Um, and then in addition to that, we highlight a... Crisis situation going on at a local animal welfare agency, Beautiful. and at the end of the show, the property sells, mm-hmm. and a check, uh, which is a portion of the proceeds of the sale, goes to, goes the to whatever the animal agency wonderful. is. So we're looking for partners on on that project, and feel like for those that love home flipping shows yep. and love animals, yep. it'll be a great, so great popular. combination. They yeah, they really
0: are. Okay, thank you for coming on, Marika Meeks. Thank you, Stella, the incredible, Stella.
1: The incredible Stella.
0: Thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks, John. So yet another good, uh, I was going to say pod, blog pause, pause ca- it doesn't come out right.
0: It was a blog pause. Pa- a pause.
1: blog pause podcast. Mm-hmm.
0: Very interesting yeah. though, isn't it? Yep. Great so, points so, of view, very interesting.
1: So glad that you got a chance to talk to so many authors yeah. and uh, bloggers and influencers out there. And we have a whole, as I mentioned in one Episode. Yep. It's Encyclopedia Britannica. Nobody that listens to this podcast probably knows what an Encyclopedia Britannica collection is. That's but true. If
0: they're over under 35, but that's I, right.
1: But I do because I yeah. had one in my yeah, room. I still, when I was got, growing I still up. got mine. Okay, yeah, well, excellent. we'll talk about your hoarding Getting tendencies later. But yeah. Yeah. So definitely um, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can check us out at humarian.com slash blog pause yep. if you want to hear all, all of the right. podcasts yep. that Dr. Benzinger got to record while he was out there. Lots of great stuff. Stuff, so. Yeah,
0: fabulous time. Yeah, so
1: definitely check us out.
0: Amy Baker, Dr. Sean Benzinger.
1: Humarian Health Podcast.
0: Spilling our guts.
1: For the well-being of yours.
0: That's right.
1: Thanks for having the guts to listen to the Humarian Health Podcast. Make sure you follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at Humarian Health. If you have things you'd like to gut check send us an email at gutcheck at